a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Cecilia Ramsdale, it is another episode. It is Natalie Kringudis. <laughs> to let your ears be delighted. <laughs> my ears are always delighted yours, when I'm in listeners. a room with you. I'm talking about the, oh, well, I wouldn't you. be here if my ears weren't delighted. Likewise, but yeah. I'm talking about the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, uh, listeners. Thank, I, well, listener, because actually we're probably just only speaking to one person right now. Oh, no, I actually hope that we're in somebody's office right now, blasting oh. out to like six people on some type of... Speaker? Device. Device. Mm, I like the way device covers everything. I know. Thank goodness it does cover (laughs) everything. And it's also great with the children. It's like, give me your device. Get off your device. Yep. Hey, welcome to the Wellness Collective episode today. Uh, Do you have a food that you really don't like? Yes, artichokes. I really (gasps) do not for the life of me, cannot eat artichokes. They give the gag reflex. Okay, right. So let's hope artichoke juice doesn't become a thing that everybody wants you to be <laughs> yeah, on because I can't do celery. really cannot stand what what the happens? taste of celery. I just hate it. Like I can, you know how celery juice everyone loves, apparently does everything. <laughs> but if it's been in the juicer and I have a juice after that, I can taste it. Like three really? juices on, yuck. You're like a celery sleuth. Mm. The, re- the reason I ask you that is because my husband, I'm going to dub him in, he really doesn't like mushrooms. And <laughs> people always give him heaps about it. Like no one gives you heaps because you don't like artichokes, no. do they? No, because mushrooms are like meat. Well, apparently they are. My sister doesn't like mushrooms either. But I never you understood ask her. It. I bet mm. everyone gives her heaps. Mm. It's like the thing that you are not supposed to dislike. And mm. today we're going to find out why. Well, sort of. I don't know. <laughs> I know that that's what we're going to... We'll find out a few things about mushrooms, but we're excited to welcome our guest today. I am Mason Taylor. I'm a tonic herbalist. I own a company called Superfeast, and I help spread the message of an old style of herbalism called Taoist tonic herbalism, which was used for longevity and cultivating life, and that includes... Um, many types of herbs, including the medicinal mushrooms that mostly grow on trees. Yes. So how is it that mushrooms became such a fascination for you? Because as a herbalist, a fellow herbalist, there are lots of different plants and herbs and Mm. shrubs and trees and bark and whatnot that we can use. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. mushrooms are pretty, like, uh, I don't want to say narrow, but they are very niche. That's that's a good word. Um, So what was it that you fell in love with when it came to mushrooms? Well, look, I um, got interested in health in my early 20s. I'd been traveling for a year. I got back to Australia. I was doing my last year of university, completely fell out of love of what I was doing at uni and instead got interested in that whole conversation of potentiating my body and just looking at just how good it could get, especially looking at like my 80-year-old self. And so naturally that took me away from looking at herbalism from the perspective of um, dealing with symptoms you know, have needing a problem in order to engage with herbalism in the first place. And so when you're approaching herbalism from that angle, when you're primarily just wanting to cultivate life and see how good it can get in your life, the Taoists, the, that, that old, really old school um, Chinese philosophy approach to life, that's, it's naturally where you're drawn towards because they, they documented the usage of herbs with the intention to cultivate life, not just, um, you know, in that classical Chinese medicine uh, dealing with symptoms, 
but in the Taoist perspective, going, look, there's three treasures in the body, Jing, Qi, and Shen, and there are particular herbs which we've been observing over thousands and thousands of years of usage that you can include in your diet long-term in reasonable doses, and that's going to help build your Jing, build your Qi, um, your, your vitality, and build your Shen, and bring your spirit forth. That's basically about not becoming less of an asshole and more of an awesome person. <laughs> that's to eat more, more mushrooms and be less of an asshole. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I like that. I love that. And I, so, yeah, that, that's that's how I approached it. And so I, you just couldn't not come towards Taoist tonic herbalism from that perspective when you wanted to take something, but you necessarily didn't have a there's something wrong mentality. Uh-huh. You were just doing it out of curiosity. And that's why um, mushrooms are a huge um, part of that Taoist tonic herbalism. And there's, you know, barks and berries and all these kinds of famous adaptogens <laughs> that uh, are coming through. And I love the idea of adaptogens. You, you know, need to tell us what's an adaptogen. I, know, I was just about to stop and say, for those that don't know, maybe explain. Playing along at home. Adaptogens, um, like the terminology started coming in uh, out in the West in the 70s when the Russians were mostly looking at um, European herbs and Chinese herbs that were really famed for performance. And so the Russians wanted to give particular herbs to their astronauts and athletes and um, and military, so on and so forth, to potentiate them. And so they were studying the shizandras, um, the, the ginsengs, the Siberian ginsengs, ashwagandhas, and all these types of herbs. And they discovered that these herbs, that whether it was the yogis or the Taoists or just people kicking it, you know, like living off the land, you know, and, you know, they happen to have a lot of reverence for the long-term usage of a particular herb. They'd study them and realize that there were three criteria that would make a herb, um, you know, bring it into this esteemed adaptogenic um, classification, which means that they could use it to gain performance. One, it would have a non-toxic effect on the body. That's the first classification. Yeah, uh, would um, no additional harm or stress. Now, I like to add the caveat because when people get into adaptogen talk, it was really hot two years ago. Everyone's taking adaptogens. Everyone needs to take adaptogens <laughs> for stress. And you know what's Sorry, wrong? You got like something wrong with your knee? Adaptogens. You know, immunological adaptogens. Daddy issues. Adaptogens. Money issues. Adaptogens. <laughs> you know, it was like really. Yeah, it's like well, yeah, artichoke juice, <laughs> celery juice is kind of in that you kind of throng here. as well. Like you know, you heard yeah. it here first. What's wrong? Psycho spiritual issues? <laughs> yeah, just take celery juice. Some exactly, in there. and next, the next, you've heard it here first. The next thing is definitely going to be artichoke, artichoke juice. juice. I'm going to jump well, on you're that. Predicting it? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't imagine. matter though. That doesn't. Can matter. you not? Can you not manufacture some That's type true. of artichoke extract for me? I'm glad you sort of qualified the adaptogens because, from a novice point of view, if you sort of go, well, if it's natural, so it's good for me. Mm. It's not actually Mm. like, you know, eat more mushrooms. Okay. Particular sorts of mushrooms. We're going to find out, I think from you that, you know, there are, you've got to be aware of what you're doing here. You know, it's, it's not just, you can tap into this thousands of years of knowledge from the Chinese, which is wonderful, but Mm. you don't just go shoving them in your mouth. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, you bring up a you bring up a good point, and I'm I'm always the first. You know, I, I'm I, I'm not a traditional businessman, as I I can't just go out and just jump on the wave um, of a trend, which happened with mushrooms and adaptogens recently. I'm the first to take them off their pedestal because once we take them off a marketing pedestal and we get real about what our expectations can be about these mushrooms and these adaptogenic herbs then you can actually start opening up the potential for their benefits because you've got realistic expectations. So that was the first classification, no additional harm or stress. 
The second was they've got an accumulative benefit on the body. So the longer, generally, the longer you take it, the the more of a um, you know of an unfolding and a blossoming of yeah. health you're going to have in that particular area. And then third is it's going to have a non-specific action in the body. Now, what you bring up is really perfect. You don't just go sweet. I can just take any adaptogen, any Taoist tonic herb, um, any mushroom, and and whoa. More is better because you accumulate <laughs> benefits over time. Remember, they're still active. They're, they're, they're still medicines. Although it's the safe territory to just start going in blindly, it's very forgiving, <laughs> yeah. right? So tonic herbs are very forgiving. They're not aggressive herbs. However, it demands respect that you're aware and you know, you're watching with the effects that it's having on your body and that knowing that it's not just going to be this smooth ride. 95% of the time, you're just going to get some benefits if you're having nice you know, nice, respectable amounts. But, you know, 5%, 10% of the time, it's going to reveal an energetic blockage in your chi or a deficiency in one of your organs and bring something to the surface. So, you're going to have to work through a pathogenic load. It's as you bring yourself back to balance, it's going to uncover some stuff that then if you're out of your depth in understanding and Mm. reading what's happening in your body, then you can take that to your classical acupuncturist or your napath or whatever it was and go, hey, this is what was brought up thanks to using this. Is it healing? Is it harming? What information is it giving me? And then you can go forth. But that's a part of the sovereignty of bringing these herbals (laughs) into your life. You're taking responsibility, right? That's why I like Taoist tonic herbalism as a philosophy behind it, not just Add adaptogens to your list and just make sure you take them every day because then you'll be fabulously healthy. That's Absolutely. just too narrow. I remember as a child, my grandpa used to go mushrooming. Yes. And I mm-hmm. would never eat the mushrooms he picked because I was terrified that they were going to be toadstools. Now, he had learnt, he was a real bushy and he'd learnt from other people about what was safe and what wasn't. And recently, a friend of mine who has a country property gave me a big bag of wild mushrooms and I just went, Oh, you should have given I, I them to me. I would have had it. them. Oh, well, bad luck. Next time. So, Mason, on that note, Mm. the mushrooms that we are seeing, you know, wherever, growing on the side of a tree out the front nature strip, (laughs) Mm. how are they different to what you're talking about or are they the same? They might be the same. Um, They might be a a particular type of like medicinal mushroom. So, we're we're generally not talking about mushrooms that are soil-borne in this instance. And so, I mean, we've got a big fungus phobia in the West. There's a big fear of, you know, eating a mushroom once and it's going to kill you immediately. That phobia is really crumbling. Um, we're also not talking about, obviously, psychedelic mushrooms. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask about that, but anyway. Ask, yeah. The mushroom family is absolutely um, massive and, and diversity within, you know, within the mushroom world is starting to come forth more and more and more. So just quickly, let's just list some of the things that mushrooms can treat. They've been used in the treatment of a lot of autoimmune conditions. It probably ticked over about two or three years ago when they were stopped being seen in the Materia Medica as immune stimulants and the data really started showing how they are immune modulators. Wow. And that doesn't mean it's Mm. really, it's a huge um, factor. Now, the building of an immune system, you can see that, the, the surface and the deep inner innate um, constitutional immune system start to get into uh, further harmony. So it's basically that interconnectedness communication that can occur when you are not just turning lights on of the immune system, but you're actually bringing in 
regulation of cytokine inflammatory pathways. And so basically the signaling between different immune cells and different pathways that turn mm-hmm. on and turn off inflammation, like all of a sudden you just see a, an activity. And that's, that's something that's why I'm a big fan of taking mushrooms daily, if not twice a day, because you see that activity is undeniable within the immune system being, you know, being awakened. Oh, and then and probably uh, we've got to mention um, gut. You got to mention what what you know yeah. the effects. You know that um, say shaga mushroom used heavily in Scandinavia and through um, uh, Siberia, northern regions of China. Basically, any gut issue, you're going to see shaga being used heavily in those issues. Um, lion's mane, it's just popping at the moment. Lion's mane because I think everyone's just so scared of dementia and Alzheimer's. Mm. It's become so real in their lives. Uh, taking inflammation down, helping um, with encephalitis um, viruses in there in the brain. Anything in that kind of world, uh, people are really being drawn to. Uh, but however, lion's mane is used heavily as well within issues of uh, leaky gut and inflammation within the brain as well. It's kind of quite mucilaginous in that essence, in that sense. Mm, mucilaginous mm. is my new word mm. for the day. Just quickly on that, you've just mentioned a bunch that sound very good, very beneficial. How are you actually taking those? Are you making a tea? Are they capsules? Do you actually eat the mushroom? Do you cook them? What's the method of uh, so distribution? Many, many ways to do it. I mean, our particular way I like is because I want to see it integrated into your kitchen. Um, we just have nice, sexy black jars with the herbs extracted really extensively and it's just in a powder form. Mm-hmm. So you can add that. I've added it to my coffee this morning. There's a heap teaspoon of um, my blend, the the Mason's mushrooms, got eight mushies in there. It's kind of probably the easiest way from our range to do it. I've just whacked them in the coffee, make hot chocolates out of them, put them in smoothies, sprinkle them on your oats. Lots of mums putting them in like spag bowls mm-hmm. and casseroles and we call that like Trojan horsing <laughs> the medicinal mushrooms in there because they're forgiving in the sense of just like they're very gentle uh, you know, immune nourishing mushrooms. So you can get them in like lots of ways. Does it give your coffee like that umami taste as well or do they not have any flavour at that point in time? The Mason's mushrooms, the umami comes through mostly in the cordyceps mushroom. So the cordyceps mushroom is the one that we're seeing a lot of people who are active, you know, a lot of athletes, people using them before they work out or just to keep their, their lungs and their kidneys really healthy. That's really the only mushroom that's got a big umami flavor from the medicinal mushrooms. Otherwise, you're getting quite bitter notes, some coffee notes, a little bit of chocolate as well. So for those who are open for it and like, you know, are excited by it and see, think that they can do it long term, I'm up for, you know, just allowing as many people as possible to discover them because it does so much for the body. Let's talk about business for a minute. So, I mean, I think you've kind of answered the question in a roundabout way. It's obviously that you are so passionate about this and you really want people to understand the benefits. Has that really been what's taken the business to where it is? Because I can't imagine that generally marketing mushrooms is an easy task. It's got a hat. It's, it's, it's easier now. I got my hat. It's got on. mushrooms on the side. Yeah, are, they not, are they real mushrooms going on the side of that hat? They're not. They're just like they're just expertly sewn on and I created. So, Maybe yeah. Um, but no, like I, uh, <laughs> I'll put a photo of myself wearing it over at my Instagram, Mason J. Taylor. You can check out the mushroom wizard hat. And I've so, got some photos um, of our recording with it. Yes, excellent. <laughs> it's, it's much easier to talk about mushrooms now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like compared to five years ago, it was I was the weird mushroom guy. I started this business in 2011 um, and I was just doing, you know, lots of markets. I did, you know, I was doing like big day out festivals selling, mu- you know, mushroom elixirs, but like, and no one had heard <laughs> about it. Like Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan and all these people weren't onto mushrooms yet. It wasn't hot. 
Uh, you know, mycology wasn't a, you know, a weird profession. Now there's like, you know, mycologists that are famous in the health scene. So what happened is I just had no expectations. As you said, like I was just passionate about these, this type of herbalism uh, and I found it easy to talk about. And so I started the business and just went from there. And then about four years ago, uh, the mushrooms kind of uh, hit and adaptogens hit the wider consciousness um, a little bit and, you know, the, a, a wave kind of formed of, of awareness there. Well, I can relate to that because I know that when I first started her- Chinese herbal medicine, I wasn't an acupuncturist initially. I only had herbal medicine under my belt. Not only. <laughs> it was a long time <laughs> in the studying, seven years Pretty or something. But, um, but the point is that I... I really feel like people used to say, what do you do? And I used to say, I'm a doctor of Chinese medicine. Or I actually didn't even say that then because I couldn't. I used to say, I'm a herbalist. I'm a Chinese medicine mm. herbalist. I fully think people had visuals of me with a cauldron in the backyard. Yeah, but I still like, do. You still do? Yeah. Oh, good, good. I'm glad that we've made some inroads <laughs> bubble, around bubble, that. Bubble, bubble, boiling trouble. <laughs> so I understand. I really can relate to that because there's this fear behind it too that it's not safe, whereas I'm guessing that, Mason, you probably let. What's your little girl's name again? Aya. Does Aya go mushrooming? Yeah, she. Funnily, you mention it. There's one that we've just picked. We've been what we were watching it while the rains were hitting, and you know, there's a mushroom just near the dog beach that you know we saw kind of sprouting out, and it was um, in that reishi family. And we just, you know, she's three, and we were just watching it over about you know three weeks. How it coming out? Is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? You know, and and you know, and then eventually we went and picked it. And so I'm much more in the medicinal kind of side of of things. So then I'll take that, dry it, turn that into a tincture, um, turn it into a tea, and then you know, and then yeah, and then I'll I'll she'll have that connection to that watching that mushroom. And when I turn it into a tea, I'll boil off the alcohol and I'll put that you know that in into her drinks and let her have that mushroom in in her system. So yeah, it's awesome. So just. Just to finish up, um, what would happen if we actually did eat something that was a mushroom that was not mm. safe? Well, I mean, I, it's just so outside of my feel because I, I, I only work with mushrooms. Um, you know, safe. all the mushrooms that we are growing, I mean, they're even genetically validated at the, you know, at the factory to be like, you know, the one that we want before we go mm. into um, the, the harvesting. It's something that, you know, you will, you'd want to be identifying uh, what the mushroom is. You don't just go and eat mushrooms. You, you, first of all, you'd go through a slow process of rubbing it on your lips and then just nibbling a little bit, you know, so on and so forth. But, you know, there's so many resources you have for getting for mycology books that can help you identify, do spore print identification. Mm. Um, and there's lots of, yeah, and there's lots of mycology groups where you can start to learn um, what's what. And uh, yeah, and just then once once you you need to you need to overcome your phobia by immersing yourself in nature. Like I you wouldn't go into the garden and just pull leaves off plants and make a tea out of them. If you know what herbs you're looking for, you can do that. It's like true. It's, yeah, you've totally. got to actually arm yourself with knowledge. Yeah, totally. But well, I what's think the that, point as well? Yeah, yeah. Like that's you can be like, what's my intention here? It's a good reminder too that when you open your mind and your eyes to what's around you, that you can really take in a lot of things that you just have missed previously, which I always find really interesting that when you stop and go, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, look what's actually happening, the benefits are there for you. Before we let Mason go, can I just tell you my favourite mushroom story that I just remembered as we were saying this? I heard in a podcast uh, about a forest (laughs) and about the way that scientists had worked out that the trees speak to each other. 
They speak to each other through their roots. So if one tree is dying, that tree will send its nutrients through its roots to the other trees in the forest. But the so hang on, wait. The dying tree sends the nutrients. Yes. Is it like passing the yes. baton? Love yep. it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And the way they communicate is through fungus. So the fungus connects the it's like the microbiome. It is. It's extraordinary. But so oh, the whole the forest lives with these fungus you know, facilitating communication through the roots in the trees. And without them, they can't chat Yes, and pass on the nutrients. There you go. Go the mushrooms. Go the mushrooms. Mm. Love it. Um, we have a new review that I, of course, go on. just found. Tell us. And it is titled Save Our Sleep. So happy new year, ladies. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear you both. My daughter read Save Our Sleep and that worked for them raising their raising my granddaughter. For me, raising my two daughters, I did anything but what was in the book, including having my babies feed next to me, obviously worked for her. So she said, have a good year ahead, Nat and Cecilia. Oh, thank you. Yes. You're welcome. You're going to give a we, name? Uh, Ricca. Oh, hi, Ricca. Hi, Ricca. She's one of our people. She's one of our people. Um, we love your reviews and, of course, happy, happy, more than happy. I'm always ecstatic to read them out. It's but, great. Uh, and also, yeah, if you're feeling the love, please go over and rate us. Well, what it does too is it enables other people to be aware of us that perhaps they wouldn't have before. Yes, and we would love to hear what your favourite episode has been so far because that also helps us as well. Mm -hmm, It Mm -hmm. sure does. Mm. Um, You know where to find us on Instagram, the Wellness Collective Podcast. Correct. I think so. We yeah. changed the name. We're all confused now. It's no, the start it of the year so still. We're all, no, you got it <laughs> we're right. rolling into 2020. Woo! We love it. As we record. Totally. A big thanks to Mason Taylor for bringing his uh, wonderful hat and all <laughs> of his knowledge within yeah. it to our episode today. Absolutely. Awesome. And until next time. We do hope that this episode has left you feeling happier. Healthier. And better. 